Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. This is uh, live from the Patriot Awards, so you can see the background looks a little different today for you Rumble viewers at home. If you listen on audio, you may want to check it out. I'm happy to be here honoring America's patriots, the real heroes. We don't need any more crap entertainment or sports shows. Thank you for all the athletes out there. Actors, I'm sure you're wonderful. Singers, you're very talented. I want to meet real, real American heroes, and they're here at the Patriot Awards. Uh, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Thousands of my savvy listeners have picked up a VPN and protecting themselves online. Get one. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. From the 2022 Patriot Awards, finally, finally, you see Guy there off to my left, Joe always listening in the back, Joe's there too, uh, finally some good news, there you go, Guy giving me little rabbit ears I think, but I'm not even watching him, who knows what he's up to over there, what is he doing back there Joe, what is he doing, the meatloaf, <laughs> finally some good news last night. some good news, we'll get to that, got a loaded show, got some great video, and a great article about ballots versus votes because they ain't the same thing and in this case ain't the word i gotta read from this because my prompt is a little rough today uh folks getting stuck in black friday crowds super uncomfortable shopping tommy john's black friday sale from your couch now that's super duper comfortable i got my tj's on now tommy john's when you give your loved ones tommy john they're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale right now and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself, with brand new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. With over 18 million pairs sold, giving Tommy John's become a holiday tradition, 97% of women and men, that's a lot, love getting a gift from Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics like me. I was a fan way before they were a sponsor. Celebrate softness season with the gift of Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. Every gift is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale going on right now, folks, and get 30% off site-wide. That's a lot. At TommyJohn.com slash Dan, TommyJohn.com slash Dan for 30% off everything. Now at TommyJohn.com slash Dan, TommyJohn.com slash Dan. Seaside for details. You can hear the band in the background playing right now at the Patriot Awards. They are super talented, so there's a little background noise. Forgive us. So let's get to it. Live from the Patriot Awards in Hollywood, Florida, it's Dan Bongino. It, it, thank you. In I always wanted to do that. Worst yeah. 1960s game. Yeah, you did it. You Good did shot. it. In there we go. 60s game show voice. We love that. Uh, we appreciate it. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I could say. Because I'm pretty stoked to do this morning's show, as you can tell, because finally, some good news. And it is good news. It's not great news. It's not outstanding news. It's certainly not red wave news. But it's some damn good news, and I'll take it. Finally, it's called uh, We Won the House Back Last Night. And the good news is, as you can see in this Right Scoop article, Republicans win control uh, of the House with at least 218 seats. There are a couple more trending in our direction, too. So we may wind up with anywhere from 219 to 221, even to 222. Folks, again, I get it. Totally get it. Not the best news. Could have been 230. But you got to remember, the Gingrich Revolution only had a few more seats than that back in uh, during the Clinton era, uh, right, right around uh, the, the, uh, in the early 1990s. And we got a lot done. They got welfare reform done and other things. So there is some good news today. Here's another piece of good news. Um, Dave Wasserman, he's over at Cook, I believe. 
Uh, there's a better news coming out of California 13. California 13 uh, looks like they're gonna that seat's gonna go down in flames too uh, for the Democrats. That is. So the strange part about this election cycle, and and I know I get it. Like next week we're gonna have to like move on to other stuff. Totally dig digging your chili. I get it, but. It's important to note that although it wasn't the result we wanted, Mark Lauder has a piece in Washington Times I'm going to talk about in a minute how I'm convinced I would not spin your wheels. I'm not here to BS you at all. Come on, you know that. You've got, you've got to know that by now. There is a massive political realignment going on, uh, going on here. The weird thing is swingy purplish type states stayed just that, right? Red states like Florida got redder. Red states like Texas got redder. Blue states got lighter blue. And other blue states got lighter blue, maybe almost purple. Lauder's got a piece coming up about that. Folks, a lot of our gains, despite the ballot harvesting, which we know is an enormous scam, despite the ballot harvesting, and despite all the problems with voter security and integrity that come along with not having people show up with an ID at the booth, despite all that, we still took back seats in blue states, blue states, uh, places like New York, places like Oregon. I'll get to that piece in a second because it's important and it describes exactly where we are. Them having the house is a BFD, man. It's a big freaking deal. They can clog up the entire Biden agenda. You understand Biden can't do anything right now, anything legislatively. He can still use executive orders. He can't do anything without Republicans being at the table. And if we win the seat, uh, the Herschel seat coming up on December 6th, the Georgia Senate seat, then we're in an even better spot. We're in a better spot because they still have to split committee assignments on the Senate side. Yes, Kamala Harris is the tiebreaker. I get it. Totally dig, heard it. I get it. I understand. But they'd still not be in the majority. They'd have a de facto majority because of Kamala Harris, but they won't have an actual majority on the Senate side. That's super important. Now they have to negotiate. They have to negotiate. Now, if we get a Republican Party with some moose cojones, finally, that'll do something. It'll force the, the, uh, the Biden White House into a really, really bad spot. They're not going to be able to get anything done. Okay, here's this article I was telling you about. It's an important one. I'd like you to read it. It's in my newsletter today. Uh, it's by Mark Lauder. It talks about this realignment going on. These realignments, and he's correct, these political realignments, they don't happen overnight. Folks, ask the citizens of California who've been there for 50 and 60 years. This, this was the state, Joe. This is the state where Ronald Reagan was the governor. Yeah. California. California. New York had a three-term Republican governor when I lived there in George Pataki. Go look it up. I'm not messing with you. And what happened? Political realignments happened, but they happened slowly. The Democrats, every time they lost to George Pataki, the Republican in New York, I remember reading the papers, it was always the apocalypse, kind of some of the language I'm hearing now from our side. We don't need that. It's not true. There's an alignment going on. A lot of these states are moving back towards being light blue, purple, and red states are becoming blood red, and you're watching the alignment in live time, and it's because of a couple of factors you need to know about. Number one, the Democrats 
are absolutely hemorrhaging working class, dirt under the fingernails voters. People who work for a living do not want an entitlement state. Why? Because they don't want to fund their next door neighbor, their Samuel, as I call him, his kid Bodie. They don't want to fund his, his, his uh, urban studies degree from East Tuna Fish University while they're busting their ass, fixing plumbing in people's houses, fixing HVAC systems, you know, in the military cops. They're not interested. They're not interested in funding someone else's lack of work by busting their asses themselves. The Democrats have become the party of the rich, white, elite virtue signalers, and they virtue signal with other people's money. And that other people's money, OPM, is coming from where? It's coming from working men and women, and they're tired of it. The alignment's happening slowly. It's not going to happen overnight. It's happening slowly and gradually. It was not the election we wanted, but there were a ton of positives to take out of this. What happened in New York? What happened in Florida? What happened in Texas? What happened in North Carolina? Even what happened in Oregon, even though some of the top line races didn't go our way. Here's a piece from Mark Lauder. I encourage you to read this if you're looking to smile a little bit today. These massive political realignments always happen slowly. How did California go from Ronald Reagan to Gavin Newsom? Folks, it didn't happen overnight. How did Colorado go from one of the reddest of red states to now, honestly, folks, a pretty deep blue state? How did that happen in Virginia? It happened slowly. These things move slowly. Here's a piece. I want to read this quote from you because if it's, it's really important. He says, even if the results from Election Day did not produce as many wins as many expected, Republicans closed the gap in many traditionally blue states and districts. The chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign uh, Committee lost his, lost his seat in New York. Sean Maloney lost his seat. The governor's race in New York was decided by five points. They used to win by 20. Statewide races in Nevada, which had been solid blue for decades, were uh, at this point well, when he wrote this were close. And statewide races in blue states such as Oregon and Washington. Mr. Biden even had to travel to New Mexico to save the state's governor. New Mexico has voted for a Republican president only once in the last 30 years, and that was George W. Uh, after the aftermath of 9-11. You know, I, I get it. You know, some of you are, you don't want to hear it, and I understand that. But it's my obligation on this show, as an activist first and as a show host uh, second, to speak the truth and to incentivize people to keep working because your work is making a difference. Here's what we got to do, though. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change if we don't get rid of this disastrous ballot harvesting. We are going to continue to have problems in places like Arizona and California, even though, shockingly, we won. So, you know, the argument that my vote doesn't count is not true. The argument that my vote may not count as much because there's likely cheating and ballot harvesting, yeah, point stipulated. That is absolutely correct. But the, that your vote doesn't count is not true. Because even if they were ballot harvested, they're not doing it for Republicans. And we still won a good amount of seats in California and areas where they do it. But it's making it really hard. You know, when I ran for office uh, in Maryland, I remember someone telling me, you got to win by about one point plus. I said, why? They said, because that's about the, 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 what they believe to be the margin of shenanigans and cheating. I said, no, all right, well, let's, uh, at least you got to, at least you pinned down a number for me. Joe, at least, at least we got to target 1%. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know Maryland politics as good as yeah, anyone. They would know in Maryland. Yeah, remember the Sourbury race for governor? Like, how many yeah. votes out of Baltimore we need? Oh, 27,000. Okay, here we go. Hold on. But you can win. 
And we can't give up because we don't have another option. Now, there's a really good piece um, out there by uh, the conservative treehouse crew over there. It's about the difference between ballots and votes. So while I think there's some good news, a lot of bad news in this election cycle, there's also action items for us. An action item for me, number one uh, for me, is has is, is got to be getting rid of this ballot harvesting. Ladies and gentlemen, I did it the other day. I don't want to relitigate the show again, but it just introduces an additional variable. It doesn't mean every ballot that's harvested, in other words, I send Guy out to collect Joe's vote and drop it off. Guy's the ballot harvester. Joe voted, but Guy went and got his ballot. I'm introducing another variable into this chain of custody. We don't like variables. The whole idea of science is controls. You put controls to control what they call confounding variables, variables that could, pollute, that could possibly pollute the result. If I let Guy collect Joe's vote, it doesn't mean Guy altered it. It doesn't mean Joe didn't vote. It just means Guy could alter it. And the whole idea of safe and secure elections is the idea that we reduce the variables and cut Guy out of the chain of custody because he's not the one voting, bro. That's why ballots don't necessarily mean votes. I want to uh, go into a few articles here to show you what I mean. One from the New York Times, one con from Conservative Treehouse. New York Times, conservative shares. Yes, they're both saying the same thing. So when the lefties have like, hey, that guy's there, you can all take a seat, sit down, and shut your mouth. Because your own people at the New York Times used to talk about how rough mail-in balloting was. You, I have the article. I'm going to read it for you right here. But the conservative treehouse article first. It's a good one. It's in my newsletter today, too. I encourage you to check it out. It's called Big Picture. 2022 midterms highlight the distinct difference between ballots and votes. Come on, Dan, they're the same thing. No, they're not. They write this. The effort to attain votes for candidates is less important than the strategy of collecting ballots. Ding, 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 ding. It should be emphasized these are two distinctly different election systems. The system of ballot distribution and collection is far more susceptible to control than the traditional system of votes cast at precinct. At precincts. A vote cannot be cast by a person who is no longer alive or no longer lives in the area if you cast it out of precinct. However, a ballot can be sent to someone, completed and returned, regardless of the status of the initially attributed and or registered individual. Folks, that's the problem with ballot harvesting. Once the ballots go out, the chain of custody is broken. For this is why the Democrats love this so much, why they salivate and wet their diapers over ballot harvesting. Once the ballot goes out, you have no idea what happened to it after that. You haven't seen it. Does it, to be clear, does it mean it's fraudulent? No. Florida has a pretty good, robust system of mail-in balloting, and we won by 20 points. I, I use the process. It's a pretty good, secure process that requires you to put in very specific identifiers that would make it really hard for you to grab a ballot by someone else. But that doesn't mean the system's foolproof either. Honestly, I'd rather it go away, but it's not going to. So we've got to learn to deal with it, but we've got to clean up at a minimum the ballot harvesting, which is illegal in Florida. Hey, send a mail-in ballot to your house in Florida, and you damn well better send it back with the right identifiers, or you're not going to be able to vote. It's really that simple. You're introducing variables. Now, for those of you, again, lefties out there, screaming and yelling because you love ballot harvesting. Why? Because you love variables. 
because you love introducing variables, if you know what I mean, I want to read to you again an article that's become one of the highlights of my young 47 years on this planet. How many times we use this article? Maybe like 10 times in the last four months or so. In the last, he's like, I, what do you mean, in the last day or the last month? Hey, guys, we've used it a lot. Yeah, it is. It's the gift that keeps on giving. There is this 2012 article. It's in the newsletter from the other day by Adam Liptak. It's called Error and Fraud at Issue as Absentee Votes Rise, uh, as Absentee Voting Rises. Now, I want you to keep in mind, in 2012, again, they were very concerned about absentee voting because it was largely the purview of people who voted Republican. Older folks, military folks. Do you understand? It's, it's a critical point. The New York Times hated absentee voting and mail-in voting back then because they thought it would benefit Republicans because older people who trend Republican used it. Mm. Now, with these mass mail-in balloting and everybody getting a vote, the young, the old, who even knows if you're here legally or illegally or not, the Democrats are in love with the process because then they can introduce a ballot harvester variable in the middle. I want you to read this. I want to read this from the, uh, from the Adam Liptak piece. It's a different line than you've heard before. Talking about the failure rate, the failure rate of mail-in balloting. You may say to yourself, you're probably thinking right now, oh, man, failure rate, I don't know, what is it, 5 6 7%. Ah, 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 stay tuned. Stay tuned. Quote. New York Times. Let me say that again. New York Times. In the last presidential election, 35.5 million voters requested absentee ballots. This is written in 2012, keep in mind. But only 27.9 million absentee votes were counted, according to a study by Charles Stewart III. Joe, that guy sounds serious. Uh, he calculated that... Right? <laughs> Love it. He calculated that 3.9 million ballots requested by voters by mail never reached them. Oh, really? That another 2.9 million ballots received by voters didn't make it back to election officials. Well, that's interesting. What the hell happened? Kind of an important question, no? Hey, yeah, it goes on. And that election officials rejected 800,000 ballots. Oh, that suggests, and I didn't even tell you the failure rate yet. You didn't get to, you only get to see the audio. I surprised him with the, uh, with the uh, verbatim here. That suggests an overall failure rate of as much as 21%. Ladies and gentlemen, that, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is your New York Times right there, baby. New York Times. It's only gotten worse, Gee says. Joe calls him geezer. 21%. Now, you think the New York Times would write that article now? I want to know, folks, what happened to the 3.9 million ballots requested by voters that never got to them. Where did those ballots go? Where'd they go? Into the Phantom Zone with Zod? Remember Zod from Superman 2? Where'd, where'd they go? I'm, I'm kind of curious. Why was Adam Liptak concerned about it in 2012? But, you know, it's just a quick question before I move on. I got a lot to get to today. Um, including Joe Biden in increasingly losing his mind. I'm going to show you. I mean, you're not wasting your time here again. But why isn't Adam Liptak writing a follow-up to this piece? I'm sure Joe, Charles Stewart the third, the third. Uh, he's a political scientist at MIT, by the way. I don't know oh, if, yes. uh, what, what his status is. I'm not sure if he's even around him. I don't know him, never met the man. But you'd be think, you would think that they're interested in mail-in balloting. They wrote a piece on it in 2012 that 10 years later, now that it's turned into a mass uh, countrywide experiment, you'd think they'd want to update that data on the fraud rate. Be nice to see, right? Is the fraud rate or the, uh, excuse me, the failure rate 
quoting the New York Times, still 21% or as much as? Is it higher? Is it lower? Be interesting to note that, wouldn't it? But strangely, we don't hear anything about it because variables, they want to introduce variables. Variables introduce chaos. And Democrats have always, always been the party of chaos. Hey, Gee, on the ball there. I like this guy. Let me take a quick break uh, to get to this. And then next, I want you're not wasting your time here. I warned you about Joe Biden's increasingly worsening critical, uh, 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 his, uh, this frontal lobe dementia. The guy's mental condition is reaching critical mass at this point. Sorry, I stumbled over that. But it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of critical, too, that we know this, right? I mean, we're stuck with this guy now for two more years. Thankfully, we have a Republican House. I'm going to show you what I mean. Coming up in a second. Uh, today's show also brought to you by my friends at MyPillow. Uh, folks, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. You ever picked up a, a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but when you get home, it does this thing where it doesn't really dry? Well, it's kind of a towel, so it's kind of supposed to dry you. Like, that's the whole point. That's why Mike at MyPillow developed the MyPillow towels. They actually work. I have them. It's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. I love how Mike keeps it simple. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.96 with promo code DAN, my first name, D-A-N. Here's how you do it. Go to MyPillow.com right now. Click on the Radio Listeners Special and pick it up. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day and have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer again on the six-piece set of MyPillows, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code Dan. Again, that's mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code Dan, D A N. Or you could call them at 800 637 4982. Use my promo code Dan. Again, mypillow.com, radio listener special, promo code Dan. Thank you, MyPillow. We appreciate it. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So you're never wasting your time here. We're going to have to open that. You're never wasting your time. File drawer again. <laughs> I've warned you about Biden's increasingly deteriorating physical condition. And one of the things the media keeps, uh, this is kind of a, I don't know how to describe it, like a sobering moment and a moment to call out kind of media bias and maybe in the other direction. One of the things I've noticed about the media is they like to kind of harp on narratives and when they find it, they'll jump on it. So the Daily Mail has a story out, you can see right here. Um, the Daily Mail has a story about Biden at the G20 with this cheat sheet. I, I told you about these cheat sheets. You know, the cheat sheet says, you sit here, you go there. Folks, th I, I get the storyline. The storyline, which is weird, and I hope I explain this right. The storyline for some of these outlets is that Biden is so mentally compromised, he needs notes to tell him what to do. 
You dig in, Joe? You get what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. sit here, you move there. Now, right. because unlike journalists and fake news people, we do actual facts here. I'm telling you, having done this for a living, that that's not unusual. Every single president gets that. That's everyone. It's not unique to Biden. Well, Dan, you're telling us in the beginning of the segment that Biden's got a rapidly deteriorating frontal lobe. He does. That story's even worse. The media is just missing the angle altogether. So the Daily Mail has this piece, and it says Biden accidentally revealed a list of instructions telling him when to take photos and speak. The notes tell him where to sit, what time to do it, with multiple reminders that his remarks are on the next page. It's not the first time Biden's been caught with a cheat sheet. Everyone gets those. It's not just Biden. Everyone. The irony, ladies and gentlemen, is that that makes the story about his deteriorating mental condition. Even look at Rachel Campos Duffy in the house. So good to see you. Look at him. Did you just get off the air? Now she's saying hello to Paula. This makes Biden's deteriorating mental condition even worse. Why? Because they tell him what to do and he still don't know what to do. He gets off the stage. He's got these instructions. You're, you're reading this. Guy, are you reading? Look, read the story. Can you read that story? Yes. He's, there, he gets the instructions, brothers and sisters. He gets the instructions. Walk off the freaking stage, go, uh, bro. Go five steps, make a left, and he still don't know what to do. This is why I love this story so much. It speaks to so many different issues with the media. You get the media who thinks they got a story that Biden's got a cheat sheet. That's not a story. Every president gets the cheat sheet, and Biden still can't walk off a freaking stage. It's the most amazing thing. Am I the only one who cares about this story? Do you care about this story? You do? Joe, is this story, am I, am I, really, am I wasting the audience time? Please tell me. It's important, but I think it's, get, it's getting old because it happens on a daily basis. It is getting old. You're yeah. right. You're right. It is getting old. Okay. Maybe but it's important. La- maybe the last time until the next time. It's important. We Key, <laughs> yeah. run. It is important. Run the video. I just want to remind you. I'm going to run a quick video here. This was Joe Biden. This is a little bit ago. I don't know, months back. This is Joe Biden, who, keep in mind, has been going to the White House for seriously over three decades. He was the vice president eight years, and he was the president for a few months when this happened. Here is the president back at the White House. Remember this one. There's no question he knows the White House, and he still gets lost, showing you the man cannot process information at all. Check this out. Joe, he said it reminds me of the Beast story, where the media falls in love with like a you know, palace oh, yeah. and The beast, the president of the beast. It's not the beast. Enough of that. No one calls it the beast. Okay. The limo is not the beast. It's called the limo. It's called the limo. Well, the secure package or a thousand other things. It ain't called the beast. Only media people call it the beast. And Biden's cheat sheet is not a story. The story is he gets a cheat sheet and he still can't figure out what to do. That's the story. Okay. Moving on. All right. Joe's like, thankfully. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just no. like. I, I I might be getting tired of it, but it needs to be. It I I would never turn down a clip you like watch. that. No, it's got to be. Said. You watch two more years. You think it's bad now? Give this guy two more years. It's going to be a total train wreck. Okay. Now, one of our moving on here. One of our favorite guests on the show, who all of us love, Joe, Gee, Jim, Sabrina, Will, Nico, my whole team from all three shows. One of our favorite guests is Michael Anton. 
Michael Anton is one of the finest thinkers out there right now about what's going on in the conservative liberty oriented movement. And he, he, he just he'll go after anyone if you're not a conservative. And I love that. Michael Anton has this thing called. It's not happening, but it's great that it is <laughs> now you can put it in a search engine and read it yourself. It's a fascinating uh, theory how the left plays this game with things they're pushing on you that when you figure out what they are, they deny they're happening while simultaneously celebrating the thing at the same time. I'm going to give you an example of this right now. Just I, I Honestly, folks, tell me you didn't think this was fake when you first got this. I, this had to be, I thought this was fake. I'm not, this thing I'm about to show you, hat tip Twitter, uh, Clown World Today, Clown World Today is one of the best follows on Twitter ever. They're at CWT underscore news. It's Clown World Today. It is one of the greatest accounts you will ever follow about the clown world we live in. They put out a tweet about the world government summit going on right now, right? And the new world order. I swear, I went to my social media guy who sent it at the game. I'm like, this can't possibly be real because if, it, it looks, it, it's as a setup. They're getting the conservatives to say something dumb so they can fact check them later. Ladies and gentlemen, turns out it's real. This is actually real. So what is it? So my buddy Jason sends this over the other day. It's a screenshot from YouTube. We'll put it on the screen. Folks, please go to Rumble and just watch this part if you listen on audio only because it's hilarious. It is so funny. So it's a screenshot from YouTube's World Government, Government Summit. We even have it circled for you, okay? It's real. And in this World Government Summit, it's titled, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's titled, Are We Ready for a New World Order? That's the title of the video. Are we ready for a new world order? Now, the, the fact checkers and the libs will tell you, that's not happening. Well, then why are you doing videos called, are we ready for a new world order? That's not <laughs> happening. But it's great that it is. No, wait, the story gets better. The story gets better. Here's the kicker. This is where we had to like triple and quadruple check that this was real. There's a fact check on the video. The New World Order is a conspiracy theory which hypothesizes a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. <laughs> There's a fact check on the video. This is like, this has got to be clown world today. Let me tell you something. You are not clown world today. You made my day. I don't know you. I've never met you, but you made my day. This is, you've got to look up the Michael Anton. It's not happening, but it's great that it is because this is the, you will never find a better example. New world order, fact check. That's not happening. It's a conspiracy theory. And they think it's so great, they actually put a video up. Are you ready for the new world order? If this isn't a double-barreled middle finger to everybody in America, I don't know what is. It, it is. It is. Gia, Joe, the liberal matrix, this is a glitch. It's totally a glitch in the liberal matrix. <laughs> this is it. If, if this is, you know what it is? If we're living in a simulation, right? This is how they screwed up. And then I saw another comment yesterday. My, my buddy Jason, who helps me out with uh, social media. He put a tweet up on his Twitter uh, feed with the Klaus Schwab thing from the WEF we played yesterday about restructuring the world. He's like, 
Imagine the people designing the simulation, how they're messing with us right now. They're talking to each other. They're like, hey, uh, Jeff, you think we should show uh, this German guy in a heavy German accent talking about restructuring society and COVID, and he'll write a book called The Great Reset? And the guy's like, no, no, that'd be too much. Let's try it anyway. This, this has to be what's going on right now. This has to be. This is so hilarious. It doesn't get any better than this. Now, here's another example of this. It's not happening in New World Order, but it's great that it is. Remember this one? That we're going back to the New York Times today. You know what? I'm, let me get to this in a second. I got another great example for you in the New York Times. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> of replacement theory, Joe. That's definitely not happening. It's not happening. Oh, no. As a matter of fact, if you mention it, Joe, right. or you either, Gee, you're definitely both racist, misogynist, anti-Semitic, and you hate everybody. You're Damn. definitely bigots. A hundred percent. So I'll give you another example of that coming up in a minute. Let me just get to my next sponsor. We appreciate your patience. They're great companies. Folks, America's diesel fuel shortage could seriously cause major food shortages very soon. If truckers can't buy fuel, you won't be able to buy it either. So get yourself some emergency food now, today. Do what I do. Buy from my Patriot Supply. It's fast, easy, and affordable. What's the website? It's preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. Folks, please, on a serious note, don't mess around with this stuff. Get yourself emergency food for you and your kids. That way you're prepared. Better to have it, not need it, than to need it and not have it. You'll find a great offer for My Patriot Supply. They're the largest preparedness company and a loyal sponsor of the show. Right now, here's the offer. You can save $250 off My Patriot Supply three-month emergency food kit. It's packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. This kit will get you through the tough times we sadly know could be ahead, okay? Be sure to get enough for each family member or loved one. You're always going to need more than you think. Go to preparewithdan.com and say big. You'll get fast, free shipping too. It's preparewithdan.com, preparewithdan.com. Save $250 on your family's emergency food today. Please don't wait. With less than 25 days worth of diesel fuel left, don't wait. Go to preparewithdan.com. Go to preparewithdan.com before it's too late. Don't mess around with that stuff. I haven't. Please, I care about you a lot. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So, again, the example, the New World Order. It's not happening, but it's so great, Joe. We're going to throw a video out about it, and we're going to stick it right in your face. <laughs> Here's another one. Remember the whole replacement theory thing? Now, I've talked about this before, but it gets more hilarious by the moment. Replacement theory, that is racist. Now, keep in mind, it's Democrats who on camera repeatedly over and over on digital tape for you to see over and over again have discussed demographic destiny. Dick Durbin talked about it. Uh, I think one of the Castro brothers talked about it. I'm talking about the congressman and the former candidates for president. They love this idea of demographic destiny. Now, the hilarious part about this is now that demographic destiny, air quotes, is blowing up in their face. You see how I tie this show together? Because in the beginning of the show, I told you about a massive political realignment happening. Hispanic voters, they perceive to be their demographic destiny. Ladies and gentlemen, clap your hands, are starting to move over to the Republican side in big, 
big, big, big, I was going to say BFD numbers, big freaking deal numbers. So now all of a sudden the demographic destiny argument they had where people were going to come into the country who were Hispanic and from other places were going to vote Democrat. Now that it's not happening, if you dare mention the idea that they fell in love with the idea of replacement theory, the Democrats, now if you mention it, you're the bigot. Do not shut up, folks. Here, New York Times. Can you throw this up on the screen so you'll see it? Here, Michelle Goldberg, New York Times 2018. We can replace them. That's the actual article in the New York Times about replacement theory. We, we, can, we can replace... We can replace them. That's not happening, but it's great that it is. I don't want to be a bigot. Jim, if you're listening. Yeah, oh, my, no, me, yeah, who wants to be that? I don't like that. It's, it, uh, no, no, it's terrible. Ray, Joe, racism, bad? We're just doing a bad, uh, bad thing, right? Uh, just bad, a, Dan. A little, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he bad. bad. Joe's a little older than me, okay? So Joe's like, no, no, no good, no bueno. We don't like that, okay? Yeah, it's their thing, folks. Replacement theory is their thing. The only reason they want to run from it now is because it blew up in spectacular fashion in their faces. My and man. it's hilarious there to watch them now freaking out. All right. Jim, if you're listening, by the way, we got to get Michael Anton next week. That would be a great guy. I want him to talk about this. This is a perfect example. Can you remind me? Yes, Jim, that later. Get Michael Anton next week. It's, uh, I don't want to forget that. They will do anything to shut you up. That's why they pull this. It's not happening, but it's great that it is stunned. When you talk about their words, again, new world orders, great resets. The irony of this whole thing, folks, again, these are their words. Oh, hey, Janice, how are you? They're not my words. They're their words. The irony of this whole thing is when you bring up and highlight what they're doing, they are so eager and desperate to shut you up that they'll use fact checkers and others to shut you down, even when it hits their own websites. And why are they trying to shut you up? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, you know, the, the, the reason is not complicated. Totalitarians are going to do totalitarian things. They crave top-down control. Individual liberty is the enemy of the modern totalitarian because freedom is a zero-sum game. I, I'm not trying to be a poet, me. I'm just telling you the truth. You can't be free to make a decision for yourself and then have the government make the decision for you. You get what I'm saying? Either you pick your doctor or your government does. It's either you or the G. Zero-sum. Either or. Not both. So the totalitarian understands that. So one of the ways to diminish individual freedom and the ability to speak, remember, either you control what you say and speak about or the government does. The way to do that is to do it through big tech and big corporations, is to shut you down through pressure. Because what it does is it removes the government by a step of one away from the process. They used to hide this by quietly pressuring social media companies to shut you down. Folks, They've now gone full tyrant. They've now gone full freaking tyrant, full steam ahead, pedal to the metal, 90 miles an hour down the Long Island Expressway. Here, you need evidence? You should. Here's tyrannical Democrat Senator, uh, lefty lib Ed Markey. Watch him go full tyrant, threatening Elon Musk on a cable TV show. I think it's MSNBC. Is it MSNBC? It is. On MSNBC, on a cable TV show, threatening Elon Musk that if he doesn't do what they say, that he's going to sick the government on him. And he has no trepidations about this whatsoever. Check this out. Uh, he can do whatever he wants inside of those companies. But when he's dealing with the federal government, 
in terms of federal laws, he's not free to do that. You cannot ignore what the federal government is requiring of your company. And that goes for safety rules in your vehicles, and it also goes for guardrails uh, that have to be built around social media sites that are allowing for uh, Twitter for $8 to give someone an ability to impersonate who they are. And they could be impersonating the fact that they're the CDC or Eli Lilly or, yes. uh, Lilly or a United States senator. Yes. That is not permissible. And they would pay, they will pay a price if they don't put safeguards in place at Twitter. All ahead, full tyrant. All ahead, full tyrant, sir. <laughs> Joe, I, honestly, I was waiting for the the Soviet. Uh, I want oh, me and Guy oh, wanted to pop. You, you, oh, hell come on, yeah. man. I mean, oh, really? Go. Come on. Are you ready? Here we go. Yeah, please. Ready? <laughs> wow, that was a little. Every you never get to see Guy. Guy always does pop to attention when it comes. To, Holy! <laughs> I couldn't really, believe that. bro. I could not believe no. that. I, I got to tell you, uh, you know what? I'm with you. Like, I, I, even though I know these people, and I know you do too, and I know Guy does as well. What surprises me is not that what they say; it's where they say it. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, right, that Ed Markey said this a thousand times behind closed doors to big tech. The fact that now the left is so confident in their ability to jam free speech up your wazoo that the guy's willing to go on MSNBC and openly brag about threatening a private citizen with government guardrails in direct violation of our Constitution just says to me, we're in a really dangerous new time. And should inspire everyone to do what happened in Florida, do what happened in Georgia, uh, do what, what happened in North Carolina. And please, get out and vote these people out. I know it was a tough cycle, but finally we got some good news today. Please, I got to keep everybody motivated. Not because it's faux nonsense, because this is all we got, man. We don't have another country. What's the backup plan? There's no bullpen. There's only a starting pitcher. That's it. There's only a starting pitcher. So, folks, they are trying to shut you up, Marky and others. They have to shut you up because they don't believe in science. They don't believe in voting. They don't believe in the Constitutional Republic. They don't believe in a representative democracy. They don't believe in any of that. Now, one of the things I just said is they don't believe in science. Now, you may say, okay, prove it. This is one of the most disappointing stories I think I've heard in a long time. Uh, I, I'm a big college football fan, as you know. And I'm also a big fan of religiously oriented institutions. So when I saw this story pop at the Daily Wire yesterday, um, I was pretty devastated. I'm going to get to that story. I got one more break I got to take. Um, please, because if we don't stop this, it's going to go downhill fast. It reminds me just one, one quick thing. There's this axiomatic truth I heard once, and forgive me, I forget who said it. But any organization that doesn't start out explicitly politically conservative will always go left in the long run. You'll see what I mean in a second. Folks, for years you heard me talk about iTarget, and if you have one, I'm about to take you to the next level. If not, this new product is something you need to get. You ever seen competitive shooters practice timing drills on the range? Imagine being able to do that at home. I have this product. It's great. Anytime you want without spending a dime on ammo. That's what the all-new iTarget Cube does. The Cube is fully compatible with your existing laser rounds. You can buy one or upgrade to the three-pack for a truly unique training experience. Compete with friends, practice clearing drills, or use random mode to test your ability to react while the system times every shot you take. Right now, save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code DAN when you go to itargetpro.com. 
iTarget comes in most calibers from 9mm to two two three, so you can train with almost any firearm. It's the easiest and most cost-effective way to train. It pays for itself in a single day. That's the letter I, itargetpro.com, I-T-A-R-G-E-T, pro.com, itargetpro.com. Use offer code DAN. System's amazing. I get a ton of great feedback on it. So back to my story. Folks, Notre Dame is really super disappointing. Uh, Daily Wire is an article by John Rigolizzo. Uh, Long after the end of the COVID pandemic, Notre Dame imposes a vaccine mandate on all students, even remote ones, for the, what, 2021-2020 school year? No, 2023-2024. Now, folks, I have another article up at Conservative Review today by Dan Horowitz. The article, it's called Create the Illness, Mandate the Cure. It's a devastating takedown of what's going on with this vaccine right now. Not only does a vaccine have side effects. Now, the side effects, even if they are rare, and we'll only know longitudinally over time how rare they are as these, uh, as cases, obviously, of people who are vaccinated build up, and we're going to have time to determine what happens, right? We're going to need that time. But the piece of the evidence that's emerging so far is devastating that these side effects, myocarditis and others, are very real. But Dan Horowitz brings up another point that maybe the people at Notre Dame should read before they force a bunch of low risk, I mean extremely low risk individuals, young men and healthy young women, to get this jab in their arm despite the fact that the risk might outweigh the reward. What the hell is going on with this university? Is this for real? It is, it, he said it right, it is a freaking cult at this point. It's like you have to drink the Vax and the mask Kool-Aid, and if you don't, you're not allowed in like the cool kids club. You may be the dead kids club, but as long as you were cool doing it. Even remote students. Remote students. What the hell is the science behind that? What is the science? This is ridiculous. This is a religious institution. Notre Dame, you should be embarrassed. I love college football. Notre Dame's made a nice late-season comeback. Please, stop doing this to your students. Quickly, on the Horowitz piece, because some of you are going to say, well, what's in the piece? Why why do I need to read it? It's in the newsletter today. Folks, you know what RSV is? I always pronounce it wrong. Respiratory syncytial virus. I can never say it right. I'm sorry. Um, It's called Joe's laughing because I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a respiratory virus, obviously. That's what the R stands for. Traditionally not, uh, you know, deadly or, I don't want to say not serious, but not serious enough like, say, a really bad outbreak of the flu or the initial corona outbreak, right? RSV is something a lot of kids get. There's been an explosion in RSV in hospitals. And nobody can figure out why. And this explosion in RSV has been after the COVID pandemic. Now, there are a lot of theories out there, and I'm, I'm not going to venture as to which one may be true because, you know, I'm not an epidemiologist, but I'm not dumb either. I can read facts and data, and so can Dan. So Dan Horowitz has an interesting note in his conservative review piece about a study about the Moderna vaccine. Listen to this. He says, while we don't know for sure, you won't hear anywhere on the news that Moderna's clinical trials for its COVID shot showed the shot was associated with an increase in RSV. Here's the money quote from Moderna's trial for babies and toddlers 6 to 23 months old. Folks, this is a quote from their own trial. So uh, hack checkers out there, please quote this yourselves, please. 
I make no assumptions about the data, hack checkers, but I dare you to put this in a piece. Put it in a piece so people can read it. Don't over-dramatize or under-dramatize it. Just tell them the facts. Here, quote, Within 28 days after vaccination, some respiratory tract-related infections were reported with greater frequency in the mRNA group compared to the placebo group, including croup, RSV, and pneumonia. Events of croup were reported by 1.3% of mRNA recipients and 0.3% of placebos. RSV by 0.8% of mRNA recipients and 0.5% of placebo. And pneumonia, 0.2% in contrast to no placebo recipients. Those are not dramatic differences, but they are differences that over the course of a population of 330 million people can lead to significant outcomes. Folks, are we ever going to hear the science on this? Or are we just going to keep screwing around? The answer is we're going to keep screwing around because that's what the left wants. All right, I just want to move on. I got a couple more stories I want to get to before we wrap up for the day. Um, Probably one of the most racist pieces I have ever seen in my life uh, make it into the New Yorker. Uh, It's by uh, Ginny Suck Gerson. Yeah, uh, Ginny has some interesting thoughts about the affirmative action case sitting in front of the Supreme Court right now. Now, we've always known the left to be kind of closeted bigots, meaning they're bigots, but, you know, they hang out in the closet. They don't let you to know they're bigots. They don't want you to know they're bigots, so they hide it in, in cutesy time language and a bunch of euphemisms. Ladies and gentlemen, this piece, I believe, is just overtly out there racist. Tyrus, what's up, man? Can't miss that guy walking in. <laughs> Tyrus is like a moving mountain every time he walks in. He's hard to miss. No one ever goes, who's that guy? No, no one ever does that. Here's the piece. It's in the New Yorker. Listen to how they talk about Asians being admitted to college as if it's okay and there needs to be some kind of quota. You know what this reminds me of, Guy? The, uh, the, the, the Jewish quotas they had. Back in, what was it, the 60s in colleges? Yeah, remember those? Yeah, well, now you've got Asian quotas, apparently. Listen to this. She says, uh, if the court prohibits the use of race so that race-neutral methods become the only permissible means to achieve diversity, schools will likely play with formulas to produce a diverse class in which Asian admissions don't get unacceptably, unacceptably out of proportion. Wow. Did it... How did this make it into the New Yorker? Jenny Suck Gerson. So they will do this so that they don't get unacceptable. What is Joe, do you have a... What, I'm going to ask you, let's take a poll here. Guy, do you have a number for acceptable Asians? Have you thought about... Guy does... Joe, Guy hasn't thought about that. Guy hasn't... Uh, Paula, do you have a number for acceptable Asians in the university? No, she don't have it either. Dad, my father said no. Sabrina's like, hell no, that sounds kind of racist-y to me. Uh, Joe, do you have a number you were thinking? What's the acceptable number of Asians? I had the book on acceptable numbers and ratios, but I can't find it right now, so I, I, I don't know. You can't find, he had a book. He, he had a book somewhere. He had a book. Yeah. He can't find it. Joe can't find the book. He had it. Joe, do us a favor. Get back to us on tomorrow's show. We'll, we'll we're doing do, an interview bro. with Julie Kelly. Let us know before. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't have a number either. See, the thing about colleges, I thought the acceptable number of Asians were the acceptable number that met the criteria to get oh, into the university. Yeah. Call me crazy. The whole meritocracy thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. Call me old school. I, I don't know. Maybe back to the old, uh, back to the good old days where actual hard merit, you know, hard, hard, hard work and merit. Call me bananas. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Speaking of openly racist people, 
We got an election coming up. We got ourselves an election coming up December 6th in Georgia. We got to get that seat. Listen, if we get that seat, the election cycle goes from decent to slightly better than decent. Okay, it wasn't bad now that we took the house. I'm not going to I'm not going to accept it. We have got to win that seat. Because if you're catching a theme here about the anti-science, openly bigoted now left, imagine running a guy for office. Not only running a guy, he's sitting in the U.S. Senate now. A guy by the name of Raphael Warnock, a United States senator out of Georgia, who as a preacher in a church said this to his audience. Listen to this. It is the latest variation on the same kind of blaming the victim disease that has America sick in the first place. I submit to you that America has a pre-existing condition. It's called racism. It's called classism. It's called bigotry. It's called xenophobia. And we need God to heal us of our pre-existing condition. Yep. Sounds like we do have a pre-existing condition. Ah. Raphael Warnock's blatant racism and... Hatred of America is a, rat- a racist country. Reminds me of Reverend Listen, Wright. Man. Right? But you remember, remember, it's okay as long as you have a D in front of your name. Oh, now, yeah. if that was Mark Robinson, Republican lieutenant governor from North Carolina, all of a sudden we'd have a whole different problem. But because it's Raphael Warnock, it's seemingly okay. Celebration parallax. Celebration parallax. You're darn right. Michael Anton strikes again. That depending on what angle, a parallax, depending on what angle you look at something from, it looks completely different. When you're a Democrat, you celebrate Raphael Warnock for calling you all racist, America, racist country. Meanwhile, if you're a Republican and you say the same thing, it's not only not to be celebrated, you're to be boycotted and shunned from polite society forever. All right, one last segment. We'll wrap it up for the day. And uh, I really hope you check out my Fox show Saturday night. Folks, I've got FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin back about something they're up to with this categorization of domestic terror cases. Uh, it's fascinating. And on Pegasus as well. Don't miss that. Set your DVR. Saturday night, 9 o'clock. Sabrina, what, do we have a, did we get Mark Robinson? Was he? No. Oh, man, we were trying to get Mark for this weekend. We will have a great guest. And also my opening monologue. Is about, is Joe Biden the luckiest human being on planet Earth? No, seriously, wait till we produce the receipts on this one. You're going to love it. Set your DVR. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're going to do, uh, that's right. Sabrina's right. I got my uh, executive producer, my Fox show. So I get like a little cheat sheet right next to me. We're going to do a man on the street at the Patriot Awards. We got like a little quiz show for people. That's going to air too, so don't forget that. But uh, here's CNN. They do this whole segment on inflation before Thanksgiving. The, the gist of the segment is, man, are you getting screwed? You are getting effed like there's no tomorrow. And yet, weirdly, Joe, did you edit the part out where they mentioned Joe Biden? I'm just, I'm just, uh, just checking. Uh, no, did I you? didn't, Dan. No. Uh, no, no. no. Okay. Oh, it wasn't in there. Okay. So this is strange. Here's a, here's a clip. <laughs> of it. Notice how they conveniently like minimize the effect of Democrats and Joe Biden and their massive spending plans by talking about how you're getting screwed at Thanksgiving. Check this out. On the menu this year for Thanksgiving, rising prices. 
Overall, prices are up 7.7% from last year, and grocery prices are more than 12% higher than a year ago. Here's what it means for the family grocery bill as you shop for the big day. First, the turkey. Per pound prices for turkey are up 17% year over year. An average frozen turkey costs roughly $2.38 a pound. That's up from $1.74. Now, you can blame the avian flu outbreaks and higher fuel, feed, and labor costs because of inflation running near 40-year highs. That's what you can blame. Yeah. But but, but don't worry. Leave Sleepy out of it. Leave Sleepy Jay out of it. (laughs) This is is it. This is modern media. This is me. This is your media today. And you wonder why Democrats still continue to win elections. Because nobody ever blames the problem on them. And they are the problem. They've always been the problem. All right, thanks again for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. Tomorrow on the podcast, um, I've got an interview coming up with Julie Kelly. Uh, It's going to be explosive. She is the one who blew the doors off her and Darren Beattie, both the January 6th bomber case. Remember that? She also has just great information about the FBI planting informants in this January 6th crowd and what she has a theory on the January 6th bomber. It's going to blow your mind. I've spoken to her about it a little bit in advance here. It's worth your time. Don't miss it tomorrow. I will see you on uh, the radio show. I'll be live here from the Patriot Awards a little bit later. Thanks for tuning in. You just heard Dan Bongino.